This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, January 22nd, 2012. Rules for the road, eyes on the road, two hands on the wheel. Good morning. Um, if you don't know, some of you may not know, I used to be uh, in a previous life, I was in the insurance business for about 14 years. And um, I got a call one day, I'm, I'm not really sure what, I don't think it was late at night, but I got this call from one of my auto insurance clients. And uh, the purpose of the call was that his seven, 16, 17, 18-year-old daughter had just put her brand new, one-week-old, gorgeous Ford Mustang. <laughs> you don't even know what happened yet. <laughs> I could say she put it in the shop, but no. Uh, <laughs> she put it in a ditch. She was okay. If I recall, I don't think she even had any cuts or bruises or anything, no broken bones. She was okay. But see, here's what happened. Um, some of you might not even know what these are. They're, they're little things. They have like a magnetic tape that goes from one reel to the other. They're called cassettes. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ancient form of, 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 of recording and transmitting music. And we used to use those in the car. So this young lady was... Uh, trying to get some music playing in the car, I guess. So she was putting the cassette into the cassette deck in her brand-new Ford Mustang, and it slipped out of her hand and went down on the floor. And so she... I see some grimaces. I think some of you maybe know what I'm talking about here. You don't know her, but you know what I'm... Because maybe you've had the... And she's... As she was looking... I probably... She probably ended up looking for it. And when she was looking for that, she took her eyes off the road, hand off the wheel, and she ended up in the ditch, you know. Moral of the story, keep your eyes on the road, keep your hands on the wheel. That's our focus this morning as we continue our series, Rules for the Road. Well, good morning, Connection Church. It is great to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for coming. This is a place where our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the life he offers. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we're two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Mighty God, thank you so much for this day. It's a day that you've made. A day that comes with opportunities and a day that comes with challenges. But God, right here, right now, help us focus on you, not be distracted by, you know, the things of the day that happen when we leave here, but just really zero in on you, Lord, so that we might um, get some rules for the road as we continue our journey with you. We pray this in your name and all of Connection Church said, amen. Okay, so I think that we've all been there at one time or another. You know, we're driving along, driving along, and we might get a little bit distracted. It, it could be that, um, so I might, my phone might roll off, and it might be down, you know, in front of me, and so I, like, take my foot. And I you shouldn't to, have been playing with, with yeah, your phone and, in the corner in the pick first it up, place. And, you know, you know how something falls down there, and we're, like, trying to get it. Am I the only one that has had that happen? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we need to talk about truth, telling the truth the next time. Well, we always want to tell. We're in church. It should be the truth. How about we're driving along and we might get to a stoplight or we might not, but, but we look over at the next car and there's someone putting on their 
eye makeup or their lipstick. So somebody in the next car doing yeah, that. Yeah, somebody in the next car does that. All right. Or how about we're driving along, you've just stopped at Wawa, you've gotten a nice fresh cup of coffee, and the next thing you know, it spills, and you know, you're trying to drive as it's going under you, and it's like, ouch, it's hot. Oh my heavens, my coffee's spilling. And it's just, you know, your eyes go off the road, maybe hands off the wheel. Does that happen to anybody? Okay, good. That good. would be very hard to drive while you're doing that dance it, uh, well, in the seat. Like, it, that would be hard. It's happened recently. So, right, so, anyway. I, so I don't do makeup and I don't drink coffee. So, um, but true Mountain confession. Mountain doesn't stain the car. Does, like and it's not, and it's, then it won't burn you. And it doesn't burn you. Uh, but true confession, I was on my way to a meeting in Dover, and um, you know those little Bluetooth things you put in your ear now? So I got, I, somebody actually gave us those, um, and that's very beneficial because as a police officer in the last service came up afterwards, told me, you know, it's a $106 fine if you're caught talking on your phone. And $106. It's an expensive phone call. So, that, you know, we're a teaching church here. We try to keep you informed. $106. Anyway... So I had this Bluetooth. So, of course, I didn't turn it on and get it all set before I got on the road. So I'm messing with it once I'm on the highway. And, of course, as I'm doing it, it falls in the floor. And so it's just like the girl with the cassette. And, I'm, and, and I finally got hold of it. So then I'm trying to turn it on. And, and as I'm doing it, I'm thinking, you know, if I'm not careful, I'm going to be the example that I started this message with this morning. And, and, and so I put the thing aside because... Uh, I really didn't want to be that distracted, but you know, it happens, doesn't it? It happens. I'm just wondering who the cop is so I can make sure I'm friends with him. Said young guy. You, are, okay. you already tried. Oh, no, it was no, it was Devin who tried. She says, I oh, need yeah. to know you. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm really thankful. <laughs> I have a 2004. It's you know, it's not that new, but I have this my my 2004 Mercury Mountaineer. I had an accident a while back, so I have like this car with airbags that come out everywhere. And But the thing in my car that I really like is on the steering wheel, there's like I can go, oh, I really like this song. I'm going to turn it up so I can do it with my thumb. Or, whoo, it's hot in here. And I turn down the fan. So I don't have to take my hands off the wheel and reach for this or that. And so I'm really thankful that there are those new devices in, in our car. If I just had a cup of coffee that would a pour straw. right yeah. from the steering wheel, you know. Yeah. So the so the automakers are trying to make it a little bit more hands-on, and the lawmakers are trying to make it a little hands-on with all the, um, you know, the hands-free or whatever you want to call it, no phone use. In fact, actually the other day, what were they saying? Uh, there's some possible legislation not talking at all on the phone in the car, even with the Bluetooth thing. And uh, I don't know, you know, Let's face it, we're, we're probably distracted even if we're just talking on the phone, on, uh, but whatever. But um, it's a challenge, though. like even with the Bluetooth, if you're like me, <laughs> you don't set it up ahead of time. It's still a challenge keeping your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. So the bottom line is this. We can minimize distractions, minimize distractions by keeping our eyes on the road, our hands on the wheel. That is a good rule for the road. They, those are good rules for the road. They are also good rules for life. You know, day to day, it, it's easy to get distracted, not just when you're on the, the, the highway, but actually when we're on the road to life. And we can get distracted when it comes to where God is leading us. We get distracted from where God wants us to be. We can be distracted from what God wants us 
to do. It's so, it's so easy for us to get sidetracked on things like things that we shouldn't be doing, but also sidetracked by things that might even cause us harm. Might be physical harm, might be psychological, might be emotional, it might be spiritual harm. It's so easy to get sidetracked. When we don't keep our eyes on the road and our hands on the wheel, it results in problems in our lives, just like it results in problems in the car when we do those same things. There's a great proverb. It's found in the Bible in Proverbs chapter 4. <laughs> it's like funny how that works. Funny huh? how that works. <laughs> I'd like to share that with you right now. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Keep your step, watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. You know, they didn't have cars when that was written. So it doesn't say anything about keeping your hands on the wheel, but it's kind of that same idea, isn't it? The point is, stay focused. Don't get distracted. Eye straight ahead. I love the line that Peterson uses in this version called the message, ignore all sideshow distractions. Don't you love that? Ignore all sideshow distractions. Look neither to the right nor to the left. I mean, it's very deliberate here. Not to the right nor left. And leave evil where? In the dust. Look neither to the right nor the left. We find this phrase in several places in Scripture, and one of those places is Deuteronomy. Let me set the scene. We have Moses, the leader of God's people, and Moses is spending some time teaching um, the Israelites just prior to them crossing over into the Promised Land. They had uh, been wandering in the desert for 40 years. So he's basically retelling the story. It's like he's retelling the story where they've been, where they are, where they're going. Moses is cast in vision. Moses is also reminding them of the commandments that the Lord has given them, the Ten Commandments, their rules for life, the rules for the road. In his message, in the midst of reminding them the Lord's commandment, we find this idea of right and left. Deuteronomy 5. Here's what it says. It says, so be very careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't veer off to the right or the left. Walk straight down the road God commands so that you'll have a good life and live a long time in the land that you're about to possess. Real good direction as the people are about to enter this promised land. Don't veer to the right or the left. You know, that's the ancient Hebrew Moses version of keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel. It's basically that same idea. Stay focused. Don't get off track. Don't, uh, don't allow distractions to distract you. Avoid the distractions. So let's go back to the proverb, Proverbs 4, and let's say that together. We're going to key in on this a little bit. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. Okay, so we've got some clear instruction. Look neither right nor left. It seems that there's some kind of connection between staying focused and leaving evil in the dust. Here's why I say this. Because if we allow distractions to happen in our lives, if we look to the right or to the left, so to speak, instead of keeping our eyes focused on the Lord, that gives evil this little entryway in. See, it takes us off course. We're going right along and say, oh, I think I want to take a fork in the road. I'm going to go this way. And Satan says, oh, good girl, good girl. That's where, right where I want you. 
Now, how does that work in our lives in a practical sense? Well, say I kind of wake up with uh, maybe feeling a little negative, and then I get into a conversation, and then that gets kind of negative, and then, you know, sometimes there's fine lines between what we say, and then it goes down, our conversations go south. That can happen when we're sharing about a situation in love, and then it turns into gossip. Those are little places where the Lord would like us to stay directed and stay focused, everything that is pure and noble and trustworthy and, you know, live a life in obedience and, and watching our tongue, guarding our tongue. But then instead, we might just say, oh, little turn over here, and then what we say and what we do is not honoring to God. We don't really allow God to order our steps, but instead we take our own steps ourselves. Distractions, are they happen so quickly, don't they? I mean, I'm like thinking, you know, okay, God, 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 and then this little thought comes in, and I'm, I'm off somewhere else. So it's very clear. Stay focused. Keep your eyes on the road, your hands on the wheel. You know, the Bible's full of people who got distracted. And so I love, that's what, one of the reasons I love the scriptures, because it's so real. They, they, they have real people in it. And, and a lot of distracted people, and, and, and we're going to share one of those. Uh, you know, King David had a son. Well, he had several children, but he had a, one son named um, Solomon. Maybe you've heard of Solomon. Now, here's what the Bible has to say about Solomon in 1 Kings 10.23. It says, King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. Wow. So he was richer and wiser. But he was like basically the richest and wisest man on the earth, at least as far as the kings go. He had asked God for wisdom, and God delivered. You know, that was the one thing he wanted, God delivered. And, and as a result, people, leaders, kings from all over the place would come seeking the wisdom. You've probably heard of it, the wisdom of Solomon. It's well known, the wisdom of Solomon. Well, unfortunately for Solomon, wisdom was not uh, enough. Wise as he was, he could not keep his eyes on the road and his hands on the wheel. He got distracted, big time. In 1 Kings chapter 6, we read how Solomon uh, built the temple of the Lord. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing, building the temple, building the house of worship. And that took, was it six years? Seven. Seven years to build it. So you think, okay, how was Solomon distracted? Well, after he built the temple, he decided he needed a palace, a new place to live. So he started building a palace. Well, I'm sure he didn't do much. But anyway, they had, he had his palace built. Guess how long that took? 13 years. Okay, so check this out. Seven years building the temple, the house of God. 13 years building his own house. And oh, What a house it must have been. Solomon got a little focused on himself, what he thought he wanted, what he needed, what he thought he needed, instead of keeping the Lord primo, staying focused on the Lord, he got real focused on himself. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Later in life, Solomon got very, very distracted. Here's what we read in the beginning of chapter 11, 1 Kings. It says this, it says, 
King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter. He, he a previous, it told us that he was in love with her, but in addition, many foreign women, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, Hittites, they were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites. Here's what God had said. You must not intermarry with them because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. You know, big warnings that, you know, we have these roads on. Warning, warning, danger ahead, rough road ahead. Right there's the sign. But Solomon, <laughs> he didn't heed the sign. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. Now you just tell me how he does this in love with this amount of people. He's got a big heart. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300. Can you, guys, can you imagine dealing with a thousand women? This guy's a maniac. 700 wives of royal birth and 300. And his wives led him astray. Yeah, like, like he didn't have a say in it. Loser. Anyway, as Solomon grew old, his wives, isn't it interesting how Scripture kind of puts the whole thing onus on the wives here as though he was just an innocent bystander? <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this. Part. I know. Because <laughs> you did last time. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his hearts after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. This is... This is heartbreaking, don't you think? This is absolutely heartbreaking. What this guy, I mean, he basically has the world at his feet. He's the richest, wisest man in the world. Everything's there. God, I mean, he's just, he's like been handpicked. And look what he does with it. Song, uh, uh, was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Moloch, the detestable god of the Ammonites. And here's the bottom line. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely as David his father had done. That is a really sad, sad story in the Bible because he was given heartbreaking. You know, he was appointed and he had, you know, he had the wisdom of the Lord. You know, what happens when we take our eyes off the road, our hands off the wheel is that we get distracted and we make wrong decisions. We take wrong turns. We might make a U-turn. We might go to the right or we might go to the left. Solomon, the wisest man in the world. Look what happened to him. I mean, this scripture says he did evil in the sight of the Lord. That's bad. Evil in the sight of the Lord. Why was that? Well, he allowed himself to get distracted, you know, beautiful women to take him down a road that where he began to worship other gods, little g gods, not the God of Israel, not the God of Jacob, not the one true God, but these gods that weren't gods at all. And so he did not, so to speak, keep his eyes on the road, his hands on the wheel. Mm. Now, that's not the only story in Scripture of distraction. There's a really good story in, um, in the New Testament, the new part of the Bible. It's, it's in the account of Jesus' life that was written by one of his disciples, a guy named Matthew. 
And, and, and it's really interesting. It's this, it immediately follows another awesome story. It follows the story of where they have this crowd of people listening to Jesus share, uh, preach and share, and, and they get hungry. And so uh, and it says there were 5,000 men plus women and children in this crowd. And Jesus gets a hold of five loaves and two fish. Maybe you know the story. And he's able to feed this crowd of thousands, starting with five loaves and two fish. And, and afterwards, there were like 12 baskets left over. Isn't that just an incredible, awesome story? But that's for another day. We'll talk about that another time. But for today, it's just after the, the disciples have gathered up the leftovers in these 12 baskets. Here's what happens next. Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side when he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you, why did you doubt? Isn't that just the most awesome story? I love that story. I mean, we could probably preach four or five weeks on that. We're not going to relax, but we probably could because it's just chock full of goodies, you know, all kind of good stuff in that. And I was just thinking, Anybody you ever seen anybody walk on water? You ever, you ever seen that um, magician guy? What's his name? Um, Chris Angel? Angel? What's his name? Chris Angel? He does a good job. You got to admit. I, I'd like to know how he does it because that looks real, doesn't it? I mean, that's incredible. But we know that it's, a, it's an illusion, don't we? We know it's an illusion because he's a magician. I mean, it's got to be an illusion. But this is no illusion. This is the real thing. We, we don't have to figure this one out. There's no way to figure it out. This is supernatural. There's no illusion here. Jesus actually walks on the water out the road. Can you imagine being one of those guys out in the boat? They thought it was a ghost, of course. they never seen anybody walk on water before. That's crazy. It doesn't make sense, does it? It's beyond the norm. But he did it. But what's really even crazier is he invites, he invites uh, Peter to jump out of the boat and join him. And we think, oh my gosh, how do people do? You know, I think Jesus does this to us all the time. He invites you out of your boat to stay, take a step into something that you don't know. It's kind of, uh, kind of, that's what faith's all about, taking a step that you're not sure what's going to happen. And so we get called to do that all the time. It's just not water. But that's what Pete did. Come on, Pete, jump out. Well, Pete's crazy enough he did it, didn't he? Because he's a wild man. Well, he loves Jesus. Yeah, he loves Jesus. He trusts him. 
And he thought, that'd be pretty cool. And he does it. Could you imagine being one of the guys in the boat then watching Peter jump out and do that? That's crazy. And he's walking, actually walking on the water. Until, until he gets distracted. It says in the Scripture, the wind caught his attention. He got distracted. See, that wind was stirring up, you know, a storm and everything. He got distracted from the wind. And as soon as he took his eye off of Jesus, he went down, didn't he? That's true for us too, isn't it? And when we get distracted, when we take our eyes off of Christ, when we take our eyes off the road and our hands off the wheel, we start to sink also. Yeah. So the question is this. What's distracting you? What's keeping you from being focused on Christ? What is it in your life? It could be good stuff. It could be bad stuff. What's keeping you from keeping your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel? You know, none of us here is perfect. All of us has a lot of stuff going on. This congregation is full of hurts, hang-ups, a lot of things. There are those of us who are really struggling financially, and, and that's like all-consuming, and it, it's, it's very heavy and worrisome. There are those of us who, you know, wonder if we're going to have our house in, in another month or so. There are those of us who are struggling with um, a job, you know, don't have a job, need a job, wondering if they're going to have the job. There are those of us who are struggling with health issues, really worried about things. There are those of us who are in these relationships that uh, may not be so good for us. There are those of us who um, just take each and every day and fill it up so much with this or that that we completely ignore the one true holy God and any of God's leading because there's so much noise going on in our head and in our life that there's absolutely no way that we can tune in. And that's a lecture to myself. What is it in your life? What is distracting you? And again, these distractions... It's not bad stuff necessarily, but it's stuff that keeps us separated from God, not tuned in to God's will and way for our lives. So we're going to just spend a few mi- uh, a minute um, in quiet time. You know, the quiet is a little bit uncomfortable, but we're going to be quiet. And we're going to think about what is distracting you from God's will and plan for your life. And then once you've identified one thing or two things or how many things it is, um, try to zero in and ask God for some help. Say, give me an action plan, Lord. What is the plan? What is the plan? I'm going to open us up with a prayer. We're going to have some silence, and then I'll close us with prayer. Almighty God, thank you so much for hearing um, all these unspoken out loud words to you. And the way that you have nothing but good planned for our lives, a hope and a future. Lord, forgive us when we go to the right and to the left instead of staying on, on the road that you've planned out for us. Hear our thoughts, hear our prayers.
Almighty God, even in the silence, sometimes there's so much noise going on in our heads. Help us, not only right here, but as we leave this place or in the days ahead, um, do an assessment of what, what needs to change in our lives, where the distractions are so that we can um, stay really focused on you. Forgive us for when we allow um, other things in. Lord, we thank you for all the promises that you have for our lives. One, you know, when you're on our side, who can be against us? God, when you're on our side, um, we can stay focused. And uh, even when we go off to the right or to the left, you woo us back. You draw us in. And we thank you for that grace, that unconditional love that covers us. Lord, it is just a privilege to be in your presence today and all days. And we thank you for accepting us just as we are, but loving us enough to take us to the next step so that we can um, reflect and be more and more like you. God, if there's anyone here today who uh, needs prayer, we pray that right here, right now, they uh, get a touch from you and that they are courageous, can get on their knees up front or go in the back uh, with Bruce to receive prayer. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you today for your love and your mercy and your grace. We pray this in your name and all of Connection Church said. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.